you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group And Mustafa, you out here A boy of one man And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? All right, welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me, as always, is Devin, and we are going to be talking about All Elite Wrestling's pay-per-view all out coming up this Saturday, straight from Chicago, Illinois. It's going to be awesome, but in our backyard, basically, right yes. here. Well, Indiana, you know, you're in Indiana, I'm in Chicago, but it's both of our backyards, so we'll yeah, just go ahead and say that. Yeah, Indiana, still the same. <laughs> <laughs> Not completely the same, but, you know, I, I'll give you that, I'll give you credit. I'll give you yeah, credit. You spent a lot some, of time in Chicago. Slack here, buddy. You, you spent a lot of time in Chicago, so that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, real excited about this pay-per-view all out. We spent a little bit of time talking about it beforehand. Both of us have seen um, a lot of the wrestlers from All Elite Wrestling. We've seen some of the action from the pay-per-views that they've done recently. Um, we're still kind of both like learning more about these superstars. There's, still to, there's an aspect which is really cool for both of us and exciting for us that it's still fresh and new and some of these faces. We're seeing new yeah. superstars, learning more about them. So we're going to take a stab at it and just try, try to do a, a prediction show for this pay-per-view, even given the fact that it's still kind of a new thing for us. So it should be a lot of fun. What, what's some of your takes looking at the card so far and, and overall looking at All Out? Well, I'm kind of interested in the Lutra brothers and the Young Bucks mm-hmm. going for mm-hmm. the AAA World Tag Team Championship. And then Pac versus Kenny Omega, of course, even though it kind of sucks John Moxley's not in there. Uh, yeah. But it's a good replacement for Pac. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be better because storytelling-wise, <laughs> you got to give it to, to Mox, yeah. man. He would have, you know, they, they, they would have did something, some, some magic together. So uh, yeah, I think Kenny- those are the... Well, you sent me uh, that video with uh, Kenny Omega's kind yeah, of reaction oh to yeah his promo on uh, Moxley for not making it, and yeah, he was a savage. He was a savage yeah, with that. He one. was going. I didn't know you had him in him like that, man. Man, just is basically saying, you know, like you know, honestly, I could care less if he ever comes back, you know. And I'm, I'm that's the PG version of what he said, basically. Right. So <laughs> definitely go check that out. Uh, I saw it on Instagram. I'm sure it's everywhere by now. Probably YouTube yes. everywhere. So check it out. But yeah, Kenny Omega was a savage to him, and and good storytelling. It'll keep that story going. Uh, hopefully, for the debut on TNT, maybe Moxley can make a recovery and be ready for that for that show. I hope um, so. You know, but right now, unfortunately, we're not going to get that match. So, so at All Out, it will be Pac, um, for, which formerly known as Neville. For those who don't know who Pac is, Neville, yes. the WWE uh, former uh, Two Hundred Five Champion, former NXT Champion, is going to be taking that spot. Uh, and it's funny, too, because Pac was actually supposed to be at Double or Nothing going against Adam Page, but there were some disputes there over a couple things, a couple details, and Pac pulled out of that matchup. And so Adam Page ended up being in the number one contenders uh, battle royal uh, for the for the championship, for the AEW inaugural championship, um, and he ended up winning that battle royal to set up his matchup with Trish Jericho at All Out. So a lot of history going on, a lot of shuffling pieces going on with this pay-per-view and, and AEW in general, but uh, Still should be a great show. Um, so let, let's just get right into it. I mean, basically, what they're going to be doing is they do have a pre-show going on, 21-woman casino battle royal, uh, where the winner is going to be in that inaugural AEW uh, Women's World Championship match that should be at the that will be uh, on the debut episode of AEW's Wednesday night show. Um, so looking at the roster and the women that they have on their roster, there's a couple of names that stood out to me as to people that could be that for, that uh, win this battle royal if they're in it. Because I don't think they've actually put out a list of who no, for sure will yet. be in it. And I don't even see one on their uh, website as well, like the breakdown of who's right. going to be included in that battle royale. 
so there might be some surprises. You know, yep. we may be in for so it might shake things up a little bit. But um, a couple names that stand out. Allie uh, is one for sure because she had that matchup with Brandy Rhodes at Fight for the Fallen. Uh, Allie basically went in as the favorite in that matchup. Uh, Brandy Rhodes had a great promo where basically she was saying like, you know, as a as a girl, like uh, she was a figure skater and she, you know, wasn't uh, like she was really good until it came to the big stage. And every time she got to the big stage, she would just kind of uh, sabotage herself and she would fail. And so she was really looking at this as an opportunity in that matchup against Allie to show like, hey, like I'm, I'm ready for that big stage now. And Allie basically like, well, I don't know what that feels like, because anytime I'm on the big stage, I don't crumble like I actually show up. Mm. And so there was a nice storyline that they built <laughs> there um, in the matchup. Brandy was kind of looking good at first. Uh, awesome Kong, by the way, was it was in uh Brandy Rhodes' corner, which yep. kind of caught Allie off guard a little bit because she thought maybe Brandy Rhodes was going to try to wrestle her straight up to prove something. But, of course, Brandy Rhodes is sort of a heel right now with her and Cody and everything, so she had Awesome Kong with her. Um, they had their matchup. Brandy was kind of dominating in the beginning, but then Allie kind of took over towards the end. Um, at the end of the day, though, the interference with Awesome Kong was too much, and Brandy ended up getting the win. Uh, so Allie is kind of going to be looking for revenge if Brandy Rhodes is there and Awesome Kong is there. I could see her being a favorite to kind of come out of this and win. Uh, but, you know, that's just one name. I also mentioned Brandy just now. Like, I think Brandy Rhodes could be also another favorite given the storyline that the two of them have going on. Um, but they made us decide not to have Brandy in it because, I mean, she is, you know, chief brand officer you know she's part of the behind the scenes of it all yeah, so man. they she got some not, pool now yeah she's got the stroke in this company so mm-hmm. they may not want to go and maybe they may see it as setting a bad precedent for having like the people who are helping put this thing together be you know title holders in the beginning of the of the uh, this company's existence so they might go a different way which they may flip it and have awesome kong be the person who's actually in the 21 woman battle royal maybe she's the one that gets the shot uh to be the first ever champion uh there's Britt baker who uh for those that don't know she's connected with adam cole they're dating Baby. yep so that so she's definitely a popular name that i think the fans will definitely would pop for if she ended up winning the whole thing uh so for me it's probably going to be one of those four i would say would be my favorites to to come out with this and if i had to pick one right now honestly i think if awesome Kong is in it she's going to win like I, I definitely think that that's probably the way they'll go but if not her then i i could see it being ally just because of the, the way they were pushing her um again in that last matchup just to kind of make up for the fact that she lost to brandy Rhodes at f fight for the fallen so right. uh, i probably go with awesome kong on, on my end just just the way they set it up fight for fight for the fallen yeah you know and then you know she got a huge pop you know when she came back yeah. so i think that that's setting up for something nice for the battle royale man you know, and plus she'll be, and if she wins, you know, she get put in that spot for the women's championship for their uh, AEW uh, debut on TV. Yeah, and I guess a, a kind of dark horse pick here that I'm t- I'm seeing too. Just looking at the the roster and the people that they have there on their page, uh, Kylie Ray is basically the Bailey of this whole company. So they may opt to go that route, like maybe the whole um, you know rivalry between. Awesome Kong and Brandy, uh, Awesome Kong and Allie and Brandy Rhodes mm-hmm. be in the mix. Maybe somehow they all take each other out. And, you know, someone that people may not be thinking that much about, but is still a fan favorite. Kylie Ray ends up being that, that person who benefits from them all being distracted by fighting each other. So it could be someone like that too. So I think that'd be a nice dark horse pick. But I- I'm going to go with Allie just because I think that for her, um, you know, they, they, I think they want to set it up with someone who is, uh, has, that respect from the fans already as a, as a, a very good wrestler in the ring, uh, great talent, great look, uh, just overall just a strong choice for, you know, one of the faces of the women's division for AEW. So I would say Ali um, would be would be my pick here. OK, OK. I like that pick, man. Yeah. Uh, like I'm not familiar with the with the women's roster. So with me, I probably go with something familiar that I'm already familiar with, with Britt Baker. So if I yeah. had to go with like a dark horse pick, pick it'll probably be Britt Baker on my end. Strong pick, strong pick, definitely. Like you can't go wrong with that. I yeah. mean, that it would be funny too with 
her, you know, being in that first ever women's championship match on TNT at the same time as Adam Cole is doing whatever on AEW wrestling at the yeah. same time slot on that day. Seeing them like going head could, to head. Oh, my God. Yes. And she potentially would be in the main event if they they, they do this the way I'm thinking, uh, crowning the first ever women's champion for AEW. You would think that they would make that their main event match for their first show, you know, which would be awesome. So I could see that, that her, that she would be in the main event and maybe Adam Cole is in the main event on the same night. So that, that'll be, that'll be yeah. real interesting. That'd be funny if he, you know, if he, if his, if his flight was like, if his match was kind of first and he just took a jet out there and you see him in the crowd or something like that at AEW. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, that would be awesome, actually. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how they go about this. But the other pre-show matchup they have is Private Party, which is Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn or Quinn. I'm not sure how you pronounce. I think it's Quinn. Name. Quinn. Okay, yeah. Quinn versus Angelico and Jack Evans, two uh, like high flyers, basically. Don't know too much about both of these teams, but Private Party, it seemed like they're trying to build them up some. Angelico and Jack Evans have wrestled a couple times already um, in some shows that I've seen. Uh, at Fight for the Fallen, Private Party was in the crowd, and they were they kind of had like a off-screen uh, off segment a little bit where there was a guy who was trying to sit with them. It was another wrestler and they had their bouncer kick that guy out and basically, you know, like say, nope, this is a private party. You got to get out of here. And this guy's like, oh, man, I want to party with you guys. Like, nope, nope, you can't be. You're not allowed. Um, so that was kind of funny. So I think they're trying to build up that team. Um, and I think Angelico and Jack Evans, it's okay for them to take a loss because yeah. people kind of know, like at least the AEW faithful already kind of have a great sense of who they are. Um, so I would pick Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn, uh, private party, to go over in that matchup. I probably go with private party as well, just on name alone. I like that name, private party. Because <laughs> come on, man, it, 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 you know that's a heel name for for a great tag team. That's the up and coming, you know. And I love that little skit that they had. Like you know, I had they bouncer like, nah, bro, this this no, you can't you can't sit here. Private party, you can't sit with us. Yeah, mean <laughs> right. girl segment. Yeah, basically. exactly, man. <laughs> Who doesn't like heels like that? You know. Oh, so man. I'm definitely going with private party with Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. Uh, Angelico and Jack Evans, you know, I, I like you said, man, they're not going to take a, they're not going to take a, a basically a, a shortcoming or if they, if they're going to take an L, they're going to look strong in this in, in this match as well. So I got Private Party going over. I think they'll look great. I mean, they're they're both high flying, hyper athletic guys. Yeah. I mean, the the again, I, I I've seen them fight a couple times and just just seeing their matchups, like they're both very athletic, very talented. I think they're going to show well. Um, but in the at the end of the day, private party I think is going to get that that win just to help bolster them and help continue to build them up. Um, I think yeah, the Jack Evans and and, and uh, what's this guy's name? I already lost it here. Um, Angelico, um, both of them are already I think respected enough that a loss here I don't think really hurts them that much. No, not at all. Um, yeah, yeah. They they took a lot. Fight for the Fallen. They took a loss in the Fatal Four Way Tag Team Championship match or Tag Team um, Fatal Four Way that they had. So you know, and they look good. They they of the teams there, I'll say that their one segment that they had in that matchup was strong, but they were basically overshadowed by some of the other teams that were there. Dark Order, especially, yeah. um, and the Luchasaurus, who we'll talk about here in a second. Yeah, that um, dude looks freaky. Man, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get right to yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Overall, yeah, private party, I see them going over. So going to the main card, uh, we, we just kind of tease it a little bit, but there's going to be, I would guess this is going to open the matchup. It'll be Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt versus SCU, which is Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. Yep, yep. Now, I'm going to be real, real honest with you here. I'm not a fan of SCU. I'm not. I've seen them a couple times, and here's the thing: I actually loved Christopher Daniels in in um, uh, TNA. Like I thought he was great in TNA, and actually Frankie Kazarian too. I had a lot of respect for him. Didn't see Scorpio Sky wrestle too much overall, but okay. Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, both of those guys, I had respect a lot of respect for them in TNA. But there's something with like they, I don't know. I've known these guys for so long and seen them for so long that I feel like they shouldn't be. 
pushed over some of the newer guys. Like I feel like, and I think Christopher Daniels has, has a backstage role. And so what I hope happens here is that Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt end up winning this matchup because they are awesome. Like those guys are awesome. So losing to SCU would not be great. But there's there's something with the way that they're pushing SCU right now. Like they they it, it just feels like they're trying to make them it's like a blast from the past that maybe should just kind of put people over. As long as they're doing that, I'll be fine with it. But I don't want them to be pushed like, okay, they're the hot team right now. Like, no, they should be used as guys to get over some of these newer guys. So that's just how, kind of how I feel about that. So Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus, man, if you have not seen this dude, Russell, he will blow your mind. Yes. He is a tall dude. Who's Deal. got this Jack. dinosaur <laughs> face thing going on? He's jacked. But they call him Luchasaurus because this man is basically a luchador. He's like, I don't know exactly yes. how tall he is. He's maybe probably like 6'5, six, 6'6, six, six, something like that. Yeah, he's 6'5, man. 6'5. Yep. Man, he can fly. Like, he can do things that a guy his size should not be able to do. He was um, in Lucha Underground as Vibora, I believe. Well, there you go. There you go. So I, I didn't know. The first time I saw him was actually Fight for the Fallen, and he blew me away. Just I, I, And I was instantly a fan. Just some of the moves he was pulling off, it was just like, wow, how is a guy this size doing this? So um, him, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy is great. I mean, he's, uh, what is he, uh, Perry, what's his name um, from, what was it, the old 90210 uh, TV show? He's, he's uh, Luke Perry. Luke Perry's son. There you go. Yeah. So that's his kid. So and and he looks great. And the two yeah. of them together is just a great pairing. It's like a fun group. Uh, Marco Stunt is is great as kind of like their manager slash sidekick guy, who's also hyper athletic too in his own right. So he's fun to see as well. But um, you know this this group here, like I, I feel like they should definitely get this get this win. Um, so I, I like Luchasaurus Jungle Boy to, to get the win over SCU and continue to just like build that momentum. And they're a crowd favorite, so yeah, that's what I. Yeah, see. they are. Yeah, same here, man. I'm gonna go with Luchasaurus Jungle Boy Marco Stunt, uh, bro. L- Luchasaurus is that dude. Like you know, you know, he reminds me of the heavyweights in, in NXT. And we'll talk about that later when we'll talk about that match. But him just doing high flying moves. For mm-hmm. a man of his size that he shouldn't be doing is crazy, and yep. his look too, man is it's like, like a, it, it's like he's like a it's like a dinosaur thing he mm-hmm. got going on. That's why it's called a luchasaurus. Yep. And they got Luke Perry's son is like Jungle Boy, and they have like a natural chemistry too. Yep. So they kind of blend well, uh, you know, aesthetically too. So yep. Jungle it, it looks Boy rides to the rides on his back to the ring. Yeah, yeah, entrance. man, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm definitely going with Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt on the six-man tag team match. All right. So let's move it right along. Uh, Riho versus Hikaru Shida. Uh, this matchup, too, whoever wins this match is going to also be in that women's uh, uh, championship match that's going to happen on TNT. So um, look into this a little bit. Um, I don't know too much about either wrestler Um, i'm excited to see this matchup and learn more about them um so this prediction is purely based off of one thing hikaru shida is on the website riho (laughs) is not legit that is why i'm making the pick for hikaru shida because i think that's kind of a tell that you know hikaru shida the investment was made riho you know i'm sure she's a great wrestler you know again i'm excited to see her but it seems like maybe this is something where she might just be there for this matchup or in a temporary fashion but yeah it seems like that that was a little bit of a tell for me so i'm purely going off of that but i'm excited to see this match and learn more about both of them what do you say yeah i'm in the same boat with you man i know nothing of these women but i'm just going off just just like you said man like she's only on the poster she's only on the website so you know, it's kind of a kind of showing your hand. So I'm just gonna go with uh, Sheeta. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, but you know, I'm just excited to see uh, what I can know know more about these two women, what they can do in the ring, man. So it's 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 gonna be fun. I'm pretty sure. So it, I, it probably won't disappoint us as well. Yeah, and and like I said, this matchup will decide who the other competitor will be in that women's championship match on TNT. So the way I'm I'm calling it, I'm saying it would be probably Ali versus Hikaru Shida. The way you're saying it, it'll be Awesome Kong versus Hikaru Shida. So we'll see how that how that plays out in the end. Um, next matchup is a three way matchup, which should be insane. It might be a, a dark horse for match of the night, in my opinion, because these three, these three dudes are all nuts. I mean, 
it, it's it, I think it'll be no disqualification because of the because of the styles of all these guys. But yeah. Darby Allen versus Joey Janela versus Jimmy Havoc. So Darby Allen is I believe a superstar in the making. Um, the fans love him. He is insane. He had this crazy move against Cody Rhodes at Double or Nothing. This like uh, back bot. Uh, how do I say this? It's like a senton, but he did it on the hardest part of the outside ring apron, trying to catch Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes moved, and he just fell on the ring apron. And it was crazy. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why would you? Why would you even attempt a spot like that? You know. But he did it. He's just fearless. He's nuts. He had a, a quick moment in the fight for the fallen uh, tag team match that he was a part of. And man, like in that little moment, I was just like, you know what? If they use this guy right, he is a superstar in the making because the crowd loves him. I mean, he's got a great look. He's a smaller guy. Uh, he's got this face paint thing. Half of his face is painted. But he, the, the real thing about him is that this is personality. He's just fearless. He's nuts. So I, I really like Darby Allen. Uh, Joey Janela went against John Moxley um, in a Basically, what you would call almost like a death match. Uh, the two yeah. of them, barbed wire, um, uh, thumbtacks, just everything. They used it all. And Joy Janela uh, had his, his shoes taken off by, by Moxley, and he went feet first in the thumbtacks. And it was just like, the hell is going on? Like, you know, just old school, like, attitude era slash ECW slash whatever, you know, all the crazy uh, wrestling federations you can think of. Like, Joy Janela fits in right in with that group. So, again, that's another reason why I just think this is going to be a nuts, like, maybe Things are going to get pulled out. Weapons are going to get pulled out. And Jimmy Havoc, man, just one of the the most hardcore guys as well, you know, from the UK. Just, you know, he is he, he just has that same style of just hardcore matches and, and just not giving an F yeah. about anything. Kind of so, a similar look to uh, Darby Allen. Yes, yes. But Jimmy Havoc is he's been around for a little bit, yeah. man, and just like scary dude in his entrance, the mask, everything he wears, you know, just like he's going to kill somebody. Like this guy, is, <laughs> he looks like he's a murderer. Like, yeah, yeah he does. So, he does. Yeah. With that black mask. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. Like Scorpion-like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be interesting. It's kind of hard for me to, to pick a winner in this one. I think if I had to pick who I think is going to win in this match... I'd probably go with Jimmy Havoc, honestly. Mm. Um, Darby Allen, I could see it happening, but I feel like they're going to keep building him up as a guy who he gets close, but he doesn't quite pull it off. Uh, Joy Janela is kind of a close second for me because I do see them kind of like giving Joy Janela a lot of respect here. Um, but Jimmy Havoc seems to be the guy that would, would walk in as like a clear favorite, but then he's going to get pushed to his limit, and then he's going to prove like, hey, this is why. This is who I am. This is why people respect me the way I, they do because of this. You know, of all the guys that are hardcore in this company, I'm number one. So I think Jimmy Havoc is probably going to come out on top of this one. What do you think? Yeah, man. I think you. I think you might be right. This might be a hardcore match because Jimmy Havoc, man, he is no stranger to hardcore. Man, he yeah. pretty much do hardcore in any promotion he does. If you if you're familiar with his work, uh, and I love his look, that black mask with the. That you know Shinsuke s coat he has same color, uh, but if if I if I had to pick, I would probably go with Darby Allen. Ooh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with Darby Allen. I, I like his look. I like that whole half skull, half face, and I love. It would have been nice if he would have hit that on Cody Rose though. That uh, what do you call it? The coffin drop, I believe. Yeah, there yeah, you go. yeah. He just kind of like it's like a it's, if I could describe it, it's like a trust fall. Similar to Kobe, yeah. but Similar he does Kobe, it yeah. at the at, at the edge of the hardest part of the ring. And once Inside. I, I Inside. saw what he was trying to do, it I was like, "Bro, okay, I'm kind of sold on this guy." So yeah. I'll definitely go with Darby Allen. Uh, and then, like you said, Joey, Joey Janela, you know him and Mox had that crazy uh, hardcore match. But mm, it's hmm. As I'm breaking it down, I'm kind of going back and forth now. I'm having one of your moments. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Hey, man, yeah. go with your gut. Go with yeah, your gut. yeah. But I'm going to go with Darby Allen. I'm going to go with Darby Allen, man, just on that move alone. And, and I like his look, too. So, uh, and Jimmy Havoc, he's been around. Yeah. But I think he, I think Darby Allen can go for this. It, he, he, he would need that rub and, you know, make a name for himself in AEW. I, you know what? To be honest with you, I'm going to be rooting 
for Darby Allen to win mm. this match because I'm a, I, I said it. I feel like he's a superstar in the making, and I want to root for him. So I, I'm going to be rooting for him to win, and I will not be mad at all to be wrong right. with my prediction. Right. You know, the prediction's more just like I'm I, the way I'm seeing it. All these guys are kind of similar, but Jimmy Havoc is the king of the style of wrestling that they're going to have. So I think they're going to use this as a way to to cement that even further. Like, hey, all these guys, if they try to fight Jimmy Havoc style, you can't beat Jimmy Havoc that way. You know, so that's the way I, I feel it's probably going to go. But for Darby Allen to win this, it would be a great way. Like for if Jimmy Havoc puts over Darby Allen, then it cements what I'm saying that that he is a superstar of the making, and that AEW believes in him as that superstar. Yeah. And I think they, Jimmy Havoc will put him over too. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if. If he if he decided to like yeah I'm gonna put this kid over because I believe in him too and I want him you know the, this young up and comer to to get that rub and to to get that push so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised with that but we'll see we'll see what they do I mean I think those two guys I think Joe Janela you know we're both kind of on the same boat that it's probably not gonna be him um, so the toss up there is Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc. Which, you know, hey, either way that goes, man, I think that'll be great. But it's going to be a fun match to watch. And like I said, that could be a dark horse for match of the night. Yeah, yeah, same here, man. So I, I, you're probably right on a match of the night. But I, in the end, I, like, you you going to go with Jimmy? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm going with Jimmy Havoc. I'm, okay, I'm sticking with okay. that. Okay, yeah. and I'll be on the opposite end of that spectrum. I'm going to go with Darby Allen then. All right. Made fair, the best, fair. Man, I think that's our first, uh, first one that we disagreed yeah. on so yep. far. So, all right, that'll be a fun one to watch. Um, all right, so the next one is going to be a tag team matchup where the winners are going to receive a first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. It's going to be the best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta versus the Dark Order Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. So this one, uh, the best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, I'm not really familiar with them. The Dark Order, I am familiar with them. Yes. So simply put, the Dark Order they they are they won the last uh, Fatal Four Way matchup that happened um, at Fight for the Fallen, yep. and they are a in, an interesting bunch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just looking at them, I mean, so you've got this Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to even describe them like how they are, but it's just. They're, they're a sight to see for sure. And they've got these minions that are with them. And it's like, uh, I don't know, something out of like Mortal Kombat. And I think one of their finishers, too, like has like a video game reference to it as well. Well, um, they used Mortal to be Com- called the Super Smash Brothers. Oh, God. wait, the team used to be called? Oh, what? <laughs> yes, the, the, the team. Really? Yes. Before. Oh, I, see, I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It used to be called the Super Smash wow. uh, Brothers, man, in the independent uh, circuit. Jeez. So yeah, I, they they're fun to watch. I think too. Right before they hit their their la, their finishing move, uh, one of them said, "Finish him!" And I was like, "Oh my god, this is so like you know, <laughs> like this is great." Because I'm a Mortal Kombat fan, so I'm like, "Yes, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm with this." So I'm picking the Dark Order purely because I'm, I'm a fan of their work. I love what I've seen so far. Um, and the Super Smash Brothers that you, that you just said kind of puts it on another level for me. So definitely I'm liking them. Chuck Taylor, Tremperetta, they seem like, you know, they, they're going to be a good tag team. Or they're, they, I don't know. I just, they, I, they have a look that I've seen before. So I feel yeah. like they just kind of seem like, eh, they're there. Um, I'm interested to see their matchup to give them a, a fair shot and to really kind of judge them based on how they wrestle. But overall, from what I've seen with the Dark Order, I mean, they have me as a as a fan of theirs. So I'm I'm rooting for them in that, this matchup, and I think they're going to win. Yeah, man. Like you said, I don't know anything about Chuck Taylor and Trent Barreto, but I do know about the Dark Order. So I'm going to go with the Dark Order. Uh, I, I'd probably say the best way to describe them uh, – Hmm, they wear kind of like gimp masses, masks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's one way to put so, it. Yeah. Right, right. So, have you ever seen that Quentin Tarantino movie? And that one scene's like, uh, "Go get the gimp," oh, and this boy. dude is coming out in an all black mask. That's that's how that dude looks like. That same black mask, same type. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Evil Uno basically wears this. So, I mean, basically, a get mask is what he's wearing. Yeah. And, is. you know, Stu Grayson is like, um, I don't know, he's got this, like, he's bare-chested, but he almost has not a kilt, but like a like a kind of dress kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and he has, like, face paint, and, yeah, he's, like, on the side, and these minions will kind of make this throne for Evil Uno to sit in. And that's, a, you know, part of, like, their pose that they do, which is just, just 
bizarre to see. Um, but it's also like you, you just can't take your eyes away from the screen. Yes. You know when they're yes. when they're out there. Yes, if you so, saw Fight for the Fallen, you you saw that entrance. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was bizarre. It was yeah. bizarre. I mean, even at uh, Double or Nothing, they jumped another team, and it was a similar thing where you just saw all these these minions come out. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell is happening? So you know, and then sure enough, you know, they did the the throne thing, and it's just it was just nuts. And actually, you know, now that I think about it, looking at Evil Uno's mask, it almost reminds me of um, remember Mario Brothers the the uh, the the bullet or the 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 missile that would come out of the cannon. The oh yeah. <laughs> It kind of look like his his mask kind of looks like that. Like I think that's what they're going for with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good comparison. That's a good comparison right there. A gimp yeah. mask, but with that you know with that the image rock, though, of yeah. that cannon. Yeah, with yeah. The, the, the rocket out of the cannon in Mario yeah. Brothers. So, yep. Yeah, that's that, totally what he looks yeah. like. That's a good comparison. And what I, I want to talk oh, about man. how I'll just like the stipulation as well. Yes. Uh, you know, the the winner received the first round by in the AEW World Tag Team Tournament, man. I think that's a great stipulation for this match. So it's not like they're just fighting for nothing. So I think that's the importance of AEW. I think that's why they're going to be different from WWE, just certain stipulations. And they're going to count, you know, make wins and losses feel important, too. They want that sports feel, you know, yep. and so it'll it'll definitely make them different. And I like that. And, you know, it'll be fun to track that and see them stick with that and how they use that to decide who's going to get their number one uh, contendership opportunities and all that. So, yeah, man, that, that, that definitely is something that can separate them from WWE for sure. So that'll be exciting to see. And now we're getting to some of the quote unquote main events. Uh, there's going to be a couple of big matchups mm-hmm. that they have going on. So. The uh, replacement match for the Moxley uh, yeah. matchup is is up next. We've got Pac, um, aka Neville, versus Kenny Omega. Oh boy! All right. So this one, I mean, it could go either way. Um, I'm not sure. Like, if if this would have stayed, do you the think way it could go e- either way? I, I okay. So here. The, if you look at it from a pure fan perspective and you don't know the behind the scenes, yes. Yeah. Okay. I would say okay. it could go okay. either yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. From that point of view, now, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Like point. just watching it just just as a as a fan, just watching it for the entertainment of television and not knowing what's what's gone on previously, yeah. um, I would say either guy could win. Now, let's let's go deeper. So the last time Pac was supposed to be in AEW uh, for double or nothing. Again, he was supposed to go against Adam Page. And the story there was he didn't want to take a loss to Adam Page. Um, he was undefeated uh, in, in in indies for, he's been, I don't know how long the streak has been going on, but he hadn't lost a matchup. And so, you know, when I guess they were discussing how they were going to do the match, Pac was like, no, I'm not putting this guy over. At least if rumors are to be believed, right? So this is, this is, speculation but you know it feels pretty real because again Pac was not there and it just kind of came out of nowhere so I know you it has some merit so anyway looking at this um what's to make you believe that now Pac is coming back you know to face Kenny Omega and it would be any different that he's willing to eat a loss now um there's no title on the line in this situation it's pretty much just pride and you know there's not much of a storyline built necessarily for this matchup because again he's coming in as a replacement I think the only way that Pac would have said Yes, okay, I'll come back for this match. Is if Kenny Omega said, don't worry, I'm going to put you over. So, uh, looking at it that way, I'm saying Pac is going to win this match because, again, the behind the scenes. Um, I think it would be a pleasant surprise if Pac said, you know what, even though what happened happened back, back when for double or nothing, like, I'm okay putting over Kenny Omega because I have more respect for Kenny Omega versus Adam Page. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that could maybe flip this a little bit because those two guys are on a different level. Like Kenny Omega versus Adam Page, there's no question for me. Kenny Omega is like at a let's like on a scale of one to ten, he's a, eleven, a, a eleven or a hundred, you know. Yes. And Adam Page is just he's a newborn uh, pup basically yep. in in my eyes. So you know to take a loss to Kenny Omega is a far different thing than taking a loss from Adam Page, a guy who's building himself self up in the eyes of a broader audience now. You know, so for me, I think it would be like, again, if Kenny Omega ended up winning this matchup, cool. And then Pac, you know, he has respect for Kenny. But I, if I had to put my money on it, I'm putting it on Pac. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised by that, that you would say that. Just knowing you know the history of this. Well, go ahead, man. Tell, right. us, tell us your side. So, okay, so I'm going to go with Kenny. Uh, okay. Because it wouldn't even make sense for him to lose against Pac. 
because if he lost, then, you know, it, it, I, I believe it would just take that steam out when eventually when John Moxley would come back and and then then he wants to go against Kenny Omega. I'm like, well, he kind of lost the pop. So mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, that wouldn't even make sense. It just makes sense for him, for Kenny to go over pop. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a damn good match, maybe a uh, match of the night too, contender as well. And yeah. uh, just on pure athletic, just being athletic in, in the ring, man. I think that's what people are most most excited about. Because it kind of bothered me. I'm gonna be real, man. It kind of bothered me when they said, "Oh, John Moxley, uh, I'm glad he's out, man." Because this Pop versus Kenny is gonna be way better. I'm like, I can Ooh, see your who said that. It's a lot of people, bro. I mean, I'm, I'm in, I'm in like countless wrestling groups, and, no and to me, and I'm trying to understand, and I nah. can see. The reasons why, if you're looking at it from a pure athletic standpoint, yes, these two together can go. But storytelling wise, man, John yeah, exactly. Moxley, A plus storytelling. And plus, if you saw that that promo Kenny Omega did, dude, he just he just took this rivalry to another to another level now. It yeah. makes me even more excited to see this when uh, John Moxley gets healthy now. So I think I think I think this is set up for Kenny to go over Pac. And then it'll be, uh, and then when John Moxley gets healthy, then there we go. We got a match. We finally got the match between Kenny Omega and John and uh, John Moxley, man. Yeah. So first thing, I 100% agree with you that the Kenny Omega John Moxley matchup is the matchup that I'm more excited about, and the the idea that oh, thank goodness that Johnny Moxley got hurt because Pac is going to put on a much better matchup. Like, look. You know, I have so much respect for Pac, for for AKA Neville. Like when he was in WWE, I thought that they treated him terribly. Yeah. You know, like he should have gotten way more opportunities. He yep. was killing it for them in 205 Live. Yep. You know, and just the way that they did him, it just seemed like, what are you guys doing? Like you you, you don't. They didn't realize what they had in him. Is yep. basically what it what it came down. To. Every 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 uh, it was that moment when he went heel, and that yeah. was it. I was like, bro. Okay. Yeah. 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 He like just turned it up with the cruiserweights, like that yeah. whole thing that he had yep. going on, you know. And then to have him lose to Enzo Amore it was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Like Enzo was not on his level. No. Yet on the mic, Enzo could kill anybody, but in the ring, come on now, like that. That just it's it's just unrealistic. It just should not happen. So yes. you know. So uh, fast forward here now. You know this matchup we have: Pac versus Kenny Omega. If we did not start building up. Moxley versus Kenny Omega, I'd be like, ooh, yeah, Pac versus Kenny Omega, damn, this is going to be, you know, the pace is going to be real fast, the wrestling oh, uh, ability, yeah. both of these guys match up really well, it's going to be great, but it's deflating when we had the Moxley match against yes. Kenny Omega, and you see the story that they're building, and again, the storytelling, because, you know, we, we've talked about this, like, what gets us into wrestling, and I'm yes. one that, the, the in-ring wrestling is a big part of why I love wrestling, for sure, but... At the end of the day, overall, the storytelling, I think, is what brings yeah, together the it character. It matters. Yes. Right. It's like the well, catalyst, man. The the character and wrestling together is the storytelling. That, yes. That, to me, is the, the, the heart of wrestling and why people watch wrestling, you know? Like, we both have, like, a, a side of the coin. Like, you, you mentioned character, right? And just, like, the personalities of the wrestlers. And I have so much respect for that, too, because, yes, that is very important. You know, and for me, like, when it comes to, like, the Cruiserweight Classic and the May Young Classic, like it's purely about the wrestling for the most part. Yep, so I just true. really enjoy that. But the storytelling, when you put those two things together, you take a, a big personality and you take like A plus wrestling and you put that together and tell a great story, that's where the magic really happens. Yeah. And I feel like that had that was there was a lot of potential for that with Moxley and Omega. And with this, there the story doesn't really feel like it, there is no story. It just the, the story is Pac is replacing Moxley. And yeah. that's it. And people so, are just just so in love. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be. I'm like, it it kind of irks me. That's why because yeah. they forget about what Moxley can do. I'm just gonna say Dean Ambrose, even when he did in WWE, you know yeah. uh, that match he had against uh, Triple H. I think it was like a roadblock event, something like that. Dude, that was one of his best storytelling matches, man. Yeah, yeah. He he can tell just. He is so conscious of storytelling. Like, he's just, and he cares about it so much. You can see it. Like, he's just one of the greatest storytellers we have going right now. You know, with Pac, 
it's it seems like it's purely wrestling, you know, and for that I do respect him because I love that. The storytelling aspect though, I don't he's not on Moxley's level. No. I'm just gonna say it. He's not on Moxley's level when it comes to storytelling. So, you know, for me, it's I think Kenny will carry that from that standpoint. And Pac is gonna do his thing and like, you know, we'll see. When they get technical with each other, you know, and how they sell, I'm yeah. sure Pac is gonna be awesome with that. So it's gonna be a great match. It's gonna be probably a five star match, a match yeah. of the year type candidate. Yep. But like I know that. Yeah, exactly. We all know that. We're yep. not saying, hey, like this match is gonna be trash because you know it's it's not moxley no that's not what we're saying at all don't misconstrue but the storytelling aspect it's a better story with moxley and omega than it is with Pac and omega you know and that that's all we're saying here and that's really the lifeblood of wrestling so that's where it feels deflating because we had something built and now that's put on hold for this other match which kind of feels like filler but it'll still be great so we'll enjoy it i think i think you know in wrestling today uh, you know, with wrestling fans, some fans are just forgetting about the the magic of storytelling, the yeah. art of storytelling in wrestling. You know, the ability to tell a story. You know, instead of just going move for move. You know, oh, you just did a off the top rope. You know, Canadian Destroyer back to back, whatever. But all right, that's all cool. But what about the storytelling? You know, him like yeah. you know what about Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels? You know, him just saying. I'm sorry, and I love you. He gave man, that dude a yeah. super kick, bro. That oh that brought God. people to tears on on yes, in that yes. man. You know what I'm saying? Just the magic of storytelling, man. Yeah, yeah. Even something as simple is like what happened recently at SummerSlam with the Fiend and Finn Balor. Yes, just a story that was being told there. <laughs> That's a perfect Finn example. Balor's, yeah, yeah, I mean the the transformation for Bray Wyatt into the Fiend, and then him having his head as the the uh, the light that he was carrying to the ring was just so telling. It's like, yeah, this the old me is dead, and now I'm the Fiend. And Finn Balor's face, looking at it like, what the hell am I about to get in the ring with? Like yeah. terrified, the guy who has the demon in his back pocket, looking at this monster and saying, oh my god, like. This this is this is, this could be it. But still, he's going to go out there and he's going to fight and he's going to try. And then the fiend, as he's just stomping the ever loving crap out of Finn Balor, kind of in his mind, like battling with what should he do? You know, saying he's got hurt and heel in his hands and he's listening to both hands and he's yeah. trying to decide what he wants to do. And he decides kind of looking well, torn. Yeah, torn on what he should do. And then he just ultimately finishes him. Like man, just just. That that is storytelling, and that's why people that when when you come out of SummerSlam, that's why people are talking about that over even the Universal Championship or the or any of the the main titles. Even though the yes. Universal Championship, they told a I think they told a decent story at the end of the day with that one too, with Seth Rollins and being destroyed, and then having that like almost underdog surprise victory, and you know, in tears and all of that. Like they they try with that, but the storytelling of that that um, the the Fiend Balor match surpassed. The, the storytelling in that main event and that's why that was the talk of that show so you know it, it's it's at the end of the day storytelling that's what makes it a universal thing hardcore wrestling yes. fans will appreciate it for they would. the the, the yes. technique right but then the storytelling is what's going to get a broader audience too to be interested in everybody enjoying that together you know is, is going to be won by great storytelling so yeah yeah man i couldn't agree more man that's, that's all i gotta say just you know you can't forget about the the story. That is the driving force of wrestling right there. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll agree to disagree on who the winner of the match will be. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, I started out <laughs> saying it could go either way. Um, yeah. You know, and for different reasons, we both have a have reason to believe why it's it's one way or another. You know, I'm saying that it'll be Pac. You're saying it'll be Kenny Omega. And that's fine. And we'll we'll figure out. Uh, we'll see it out loud what's going to yeah. happen. And that'll be another fun one to watch. Um, all right, so ooh, this this one this actually be my, be my favorite matchup of the night though that we're about to talk about the Lucha Brothers Pentagon Junior and Ray Phoenix versus the Young Bucks These Matt Jackson stole, stole and stole the Nick show the last uh, paper. Oh bro. my god, dude! Tag team wrestling in AEW is legit and yes. it's fun 
and it's right now the best in the world, you know, in terms of tag, like they care, they care. The, the, the young bucks, they, they said it in one of those press conferences, like they want this company to have the best tag team wrestling that you see in the world. And so they're putting their hearts and their souls and building that division. And man, to have the Lucha brothers just continuing to put on shows with them. Like this is, this is just, we're, 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 at this point, I feel like we're spoiled because we just had these matches (laughs) happen at consecutive shows. Now seeing the Lucha brothers just put in work and you know, them going against the young bucks a bunch of times. Yeah. Just, it's just been so much fun. So yeah, I, I can't wait for this match. Up. Now, the the matchup, it looks like it's going to be for the AAA World Tag Team Championships, which right now the Lucha Brothers are the ones that hold that. Uh, the Young Bucks had won that from them um, at one point, and then Lucha Brothers won it back. So now this is this is another matchup. And I believe it's going to be a ladder match. Ooh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, oh, man. I, as a pick, I'm just going to go with my gut here, and I'm saying the Lucha Brothers are going to win this matchup. And I feel yeah. like maybe that's heart over head a little bit. Um, and my head is not is torn. I, I don't know. It could be either way with my head. But my heart is saying, God, I want the Lucha Brothers to win this matchup because I just love this team. And I have a lot of respect for the Young Bucks, too. But I just feel like the Lucha Brothers, they to, to give them that that respect to say, hey, you know, we're going to show the, the Lucha Brothers at one of our main pay-per-views win. Because at Double or Nothing, the Young Bucks went over. Um, and now we have at, at this pay-per-view, they're fighting again, like have the Lucha Brothers win. That way, you know, it gives them a little bit of respect on one of your main pay-per-view yep. shows. So that's what I'm looking for. Uh, what do you say? This is a very tough pick, man. <laughs> so tough that this is a coin flip for me. Like literally, <laughs> I have the coin flip app on me and I'm, I'm prepared <laughs> to do a coin flip right now. I got, I got heads, Lucha Brothers, tails. Young Bucks. I'm going to do the coin flip. And I'm going to let you know my results. All, All right. right. Here we go. Coin flip. Live. Uh, this tails. All right. So we got Young Bucks. Going. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro, that's how it is. Oh, I, I couldn't do it. I was like, I'm just going to. I have to pull a Two-Face on here, man. I'm just got to, you know, off of Batman. I got to put it in the air. air. That's, that's the, the, you know, that's true justice right there. True yeah. fear. I had to do it yeah. like that, man. It's like. Man, these guys stole the show at the last pay-per-view. They went like yeah, they 30 did. minutes plus, bro. Yep. And, and now it's going to be a, a ladder match for, for for their AAA Tag Team Championship? Yeah. Oh, man. So, like I said, it, it can go either way. It's It was a coin flip. I got Young Bucks. I got Mac Jackson, Nick Jackson going over the Lucha Brothers, man. Hey, that's fair, man. And yeah. I, I would say this is another match of the night candidate. It is. I mean, if not Truly. that triple threat for me, I would say this one right yes. here as a ladder match. Oh, my God. Yeah, yes. this is going to be insane. This is going to be insane. Okay. Well, we'll agree to disagree there. I mean, me versus your coin. So, yeah, right, that's right. Fine. It's not, re- it's not, you're not going against me, you're going against my coin. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's fair. That's fair. I will take it because it really is a coin flip. Again, my head is split. So, you know, I can't. There's no one way or another from things that I've seen that makes me say, okay, this time they're going to go this. No, I, I could see this going either way. See, I, I was I'm, split too. I was like, you know what? I got to flip this. I got to do a yeah. coin flip. That's all I could do. That's what it comes, oh, comes yeah. down to. <laughs> hey, that, that's fine. That's fine. That works. All right. So let's keep it going. We've got Cody Rhodes. Versus Sean Spears. This is basically a grudge match. Um, so Sean Spears and Cody Rhodes at first were kind of on the same page. They were, I think, were being sold as buddies or whatever. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Sean Spears decides to attack Cody Rhodes, hits him with a chair, and then actually splits him his head open, makes him bleed. Uh, yes. That made waves on social media. People wasn't that a botch? About that. It was, yes, I believe it was a botch. I mean, the the angle that he hit his head, I don't think it was supposed to, to hit his head that way. Um, you know, they said it was a gimmick chair, you know. They, they were supposed to have set it up to, uh, in a certain way, but it fell apart and Cody got split open for real. So, um, it is what it is. And Sean Spears has capitalized on that now. He's calling himself the chairman. Uh, he has a t-shirt with that on there, kind of celebrating the fact that he that he split open Cody's head yeah. uh, wide open. So, uh, you know, we'll see where where they go with, with that going forward, um, you know, with him continuing to use that moniker as the chairman. But um, in this matchup, man, I think Sean Spears is going to win this match. Um, I feel like, like I'm going to be rooting for Cody Rhodes because I'm a big Cody Rhodes fan now. Yeah. Like, just... 
everything he's done to get AEW off the ground. Like I see him as he's not he's not the face of AEW per se when we talk about like TV and like who should be like leading the charge from that standpoint. But to me, like he just I don't know, he just he is AEW. Like he's the the the, the spokesman. He's the the business face. He's like yeah. just just he's just right there, you know, like I, Him and I the Young Bucks, so much, man, you know, they, yeah. they're, they're the masterminds behind yep, this. Kenny right? Omega, yep. you know, like that group right there, like they, there's that's the board. Like those are the guys mm-hmm. that put their money in and said, let's do this. So I have so much respect for Cody. So I'm, I'm rooting for him, for him in the match for sure. But story-wise, I feel like they're trying to put over Sean Spears. I think he needs the win. Cody does not need the win at all. Like, he's already kind of a main no. man within AEW. Um, but, yeah, Sean Spears, I think, needs the win. It would look good for him if they want to keep building him as a top heel that they can take to TV and kind of help, you know, overall. But, um, yeah, I see Sean Spears winning this matchup, so we'll see. Um, I wonder if we'll see MJF. At I was just all about to mention that. Matchup. I was just about to mention yeah. that because you know they they don't have any love for each yeah. other, especially no. what he said during the Trist, uh, Jericho podcast. Yes, yes. So I I, I, ha- I hesitate. I know for a fact there's no way they're going to keep MJF off of this card, and he's not in an actual matchup. Yeah. So you said Cody Rhodes is his best friend. That's his best friend. <laughs> so you know that that kind of makes me think. Hmm. And now, yeah. now saying that because I was going I, I was going to say I got Cody going over because of MJF. Yeah, I could see that. Now, what they could start to set up, too, is maybe MJF tries to get involved and messes up and Cody loses because of MJF. So they could go Ooh, that way, too, yeah. to kind of split them up a yeah. little bit. Um, but, man, yeah, that's that's I'm going to stick with my pick of Sean Spears winning. OK. Um, and and but I do believe MJF is going to get involved somehow. Mm. So we'll we'll see where that goes. But um, you, I so I already see where you're going with it. Cody yeah. Rhodes going over and, and it makes sense. But you go ahead and break it down. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I, I definitely got Cody going over Sean just because he's going to get help from MJF because, you know, MJF is not on the card, but you can't leave this man out. This this dude is, he, he, you know, what we mentioned last week. I think we he was your pick for face of the face, face of, of AEW. Exactly, man. And I believe wholeheartedly, like this dude is the face. You know, he can yeah. cut promos. He's he's very good in the ring. This dude, he he's just e- equipped with all the tools to be a great wrestler, man. So I think you know him helping Cody. Uh, that's that's the reason why Cody's going to get the win. I think it's a great pick. As again, as we were talking about, I'm like, man, yeah, I, I could see that happening. It would make a whole lot of sense, and then that would kind of set up, yeah. you know, Sean Spears versus MJF. So I'm tempted to switch my pick, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna keep it with Sean Spears because I feel like he needs the win. Um, and Cody again, he's he's already set. So I, you know, just booking it, I think they'll find a way to have Sean Spears still come out with the victory, but even with MJF trying to interfere in some way to even build him up and make him seem stronger than. Than they they already have with the whole chair shot and all that. Oh, so yeah, yeah. you've got you you've got Cody. I've got Sean Spears. Mm-hmm. Another disagreement. Totally cool with that. Yeah, we got quite um, a few matches that we're just not seeing eye to eye on. This is very different yeah, from we, WWE. Yeah, well, we, <laughs> and, and we started out like we were picking the same thing. It yeah. wasn't until what Pac versus Kenny Omega really. No, it was the Darby Allen, the three. Oh yeah, that was Jimmy Havoc. I went Darby Allen. Right. That's right. Yep. You're right about that. All right. Which hey, again, well, it would be fun uh, coming back to this and seeing where where we stand on this and uh, how it all panned out. But um, yeah, it just that just adds a little bit extra to it. it. Makes it a little bit more fun. All right, the main event: Adam Page versus Chris Jericho for the inaugural AEW World Championship. There is no doubt in my mind who's going to win this. Match. I can read your mind already. I and already know you're going with it. I'm not even waste time. It's Chris yeah, Jericho. Yeah, Chris exactly. Jericho's winning this match. Period. Hands down. Adam, look, Adam Page, look, he's got a future. He can hopefully turn into a guy that can be a superstar. I just don't see it. You know, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm I'm disrespecting him. This is just how I feel when I watch him. Like he he seems like he's got something that could grow, but he doesn't have it quite yet. You know, whereas MJF, we've both agreed he has it. Yes. Like you can see it, you can hear it. Yes. I mean, Adam Page got destroyed on the microphone by MJF, and Adam Page didn't say anything because he no, couldn't say he anything. Could. He's silent. Like, 
It was a joke. Like, right then and there, I would have been like, all right, we got to flip this because Adam Page right now just looks terrible by the way that MJF yeah, just shredded like him have on the microphone. We can't have it. We can't have him in our main event now. So, it, up to me, I would have said, nope, we got to get somebody else in there. And and also, too, there's kind of a with, – with John Moxley getting, you know, you know, hurt or having the staph infection – to have somehow, someway slotted Kenny Omega into this main event matchup, I think would have just been amazing. Also, that could have been another alternative to make it a triple threat somehow, or I don't know. I mean, they probably I think would that would have been because cool. those guys like a triple threat. Yeah, yeah, they had those guys earn those spots though, so that's the that's only. True. And Kenny Omega, got, you know, got beat by Jericho, but I think it just Kenny seems to make more sense in that main event matchup for the first ever AEW Championship yeah. than Adam Page. Like, it just seems like a little bit of a misstep for me. But, yeah, definitely. Chris Jericho winning, it makes sense. That's the guy that you take to TNT as your first champion, you know, to go head-to-head with with NXT and the WWE in general. Like, enough said, Chris Jericho. Yeah, I'm looking at this purely from a business standpoint, like Chris Jericho. It just makes sense. You know, business-wise, because he's been in the wrestling business for over 20 years. Even the casual fans know him. Uh, Even in some of his, you know, and he has fans in the music entertainment as well. So he can cross over as well, man. So it works in his favor. So why not him be the face of AEW for that world championship? So, you know, no knock to Adam Page. But, like, if if you do that, you're kind of just shooting yourself in the foot. From yeah. as soon as you open the gates, and you don't want that, man. You got your TV debut. You need Chris Jericho be right there with that big ass, beautiful belt, looking shiny, mm-hmm. just glittering, so he yep. can kick off a good promo, and the people just say, "Hey, that's Chris, Jer- uh, Chris Jericho. What he's doing on there, you know?" And there you go, man. Yep, yep. With Chris Jericho saying, "I'm, I'm still waiting for my thank you. I am still waiting. <laughs> now I'm your champion. Like I, right. I demand a thank you. Yes. Get, get everybody out here. I, I want that. You know, in that first show, like ah." Oh, I can, I can see it. It'd just be perfect. And Adam Page can use this to continue to build, you know, build himself up. Like, okay, he lost, but now he's kind of that underdog, and he can slowly rise and, and try to build himself up and and build his character even more. Yeah. You know, again, I can I can see pieces of it, but he's just not there. And on the mic, I feel like he needs some work you too. And honestly, I'm not even into his look, man. That whole cowboy look. Yeah. I was never into cowboy characters' look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did MJF tear into that too? I think like, he did. He did. Being a <laughs> yep, he did. <laughs> that was that was that was the beginning of the end for me, man. As soon as MJF walked out there and just started destroying this dude at double or nothing, I'm like, what? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm and you waiting know what's crazy to too? Say at, at double or nothing, when he, he before he said anything, yeah. I was kind of I was kind of like intrigued because people were booing already. I'm like, who is yeah. this dude? Because he's getting like. Who's out the gate, bro? Yeah, I'm like, so I guess hardcore fans know about him, man, and that was just yeah. impressive to me. Like, yeah. bro, if he come out there and, and he's not even, you know, saying a word, and he's getting booed like that already, okay, I need to pay yeah. attention to this dude. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. Like he he owned that crowd. You know, he gave it to everybody. He gave it to Bret Hart. <sighs> Like, come on, man. Like, it's just he has no fear. He just he's he's always in character, yes. you know, on these podcasts, you know, man. and he sounds great with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Chris Jericho. Yes. Like, he just belongs on that main stage. You see it. Does. Adam Page, not so much. You know, he's not there yet. Not yet. He can be. He can, but he's not there yet. If he wins the title in this situation, it's just going to feel like, really? Like, this is this. You're going to give this to him now? Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not feeling that. It kind of reminds me of like when Sheamus beat John Cena to become champion early on in his career. It was like, really? Him? Who yeah. is this guy? Yeah. Sheamus is, is the champion? Eh, I don't know about that. You know, and whatever, like it's all history now because Sheamus, like you, you, you see he's a multi-time champion and he had a great career you know, overall. He like did. it was fine, yeah. but he, he was never on John Cena's level. Mm-hmm. You know, he was never on that, that main, like, you know, superstar level. So, and I feel kind of a similar thing with Adam Page, at least right now. Uh, can he build up to it? I, I'm going to give him the benefit and down to say he, he, he can, you know, let, let him prove us wrong first. But to your point, you know, the look, the cowboy thing, eh, it's kind of not that great. The hangman thing, you know, okay, you know, I, I, I think it's a cool nickname, but I just don't see the total, I, I just don't feel it. I'm not feeling it overall. Yeah. So, yeah, the pick is Jericho. Yeah, same here, man. I, Chris Jericho, I bet my livelihood on that. Yep, yeah, same. Yep, same. 
All right, man. Well, we got through the entire card. So any final thoughts on this card before we call it an episode? Man, I'm just ready to watch this pay-per-view, man. You know, I I can't wait. Uh, You know, just learning about new uh, people on this roster. It's it's exciting, too, in that aspect as well. So I'm thinking I'm more excited about that, just learning more more about this roster itself. Yeah, same here. You know, it's going to be a fun pay-per-view. You know, all the guys on the roster that we do know, like I'm excited to see them again and continue to learn more about them. And for the ones we don't, you know, it's it's also there's a lot of excitement around seeing new superstars and and getting to know them and seeing who that next, you know, maybe MJF is going to be, right? Like that person who, you know, surprises us with a great promo or a great in-ring style and, and whatnot. And yeah, they've got some major, major matches on this card that we're just really excited about. That three, that triple threat matchup, Darby Allen. Joy Janela, Jimmy Havoc could be match of the night or even a match of the year candidate for them. Uh, Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks is match of the year candidate. You know, Pac and Kenny Omega, we it's, it's kind of disheartening a little bit not to have Moxley, but just from a wrestling standpoint, that could have some match of the night potential yeah, too. Yeah. So really excited about that. Um, you know, so at the end of it, I'm looking for this card to be great. And one thing we didn't even talk about is the potential of CM Punk potentially showing oh, up. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's been be the Starcade. Oh, not Starcade. Starcast. Uh, Starcast. Promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, there, there's some reason to believe he won't be there, um, which would – I don't think the pay-per-view necessarily needs him. Yeah. But if he's there, oh, my yeah. God. I probably have to stay off to my phone because I don't want to get spoiled by yeah, that. No. I, no, I, I got I to shut down notifications. I might have to block some people. So if, if you try to text yeah. me and I'm not responding because you're blocked. All right? <laughs> That's You're right. a wrestling exactly. fan. You're a wrestling fan. You're, you're my friend. But don't take – don't take this personal. It's just business, all right? I don't yes. want to be spoiled by none of that. <laughs> no, not at all. I, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, right. text, nothing. Nothing. Until I've seen this entire card, nothing, yeah. nothing. Oh, man. All right, all right. Well, that is going to do it for the all-out prediction show for All Elite Wrestling. Uh, it's going to be this Saturday. Check it out. It's going to be a great fun. I can't wait to see it. So, but that's going to do it for us. So, for Devin, this is The Feast. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.